Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 10. Amen. And I hear a couple of pages turning. Amen. New Testament, New Testament, New Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we there? Praise God. Praise God. Uh, reading uh, Ephesians 6 and 10, starting at verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand with, with, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded up your waist with truth, having put the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to the end of all with perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. Utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and know the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change and it is that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. And if you would just give me a few minutes, I'd love to have a conversation titled, Put It On. Put It On. Amen. Put it on. Amen. You don't have to say to your neighbor, say it to yourself. Put it on. Amen. God bless you, and you may have your seats. Amen. Amen. It is amazing the foolery and the trickery of Satan. He will try to stick you up, trip you up, and will do anything at all costs to make you look like an absolute fool. He pimps us. He prods us. He does everything if we let him. Satan, uh, the, the, the adversary, the devil, the slanderous one, Lucifer, uh, uh, the tempest, uh, the ruler of the world of the enemies, the prince and the power of the air and darkness means the devil uh, the accuser of the brethren and the father of lies, liar and false a fire, Satan. And what happens is Satan's power is real if you let it be. Because we have something that is far more powerful, far more, far more powerful than his tricks, his scheme, and his plan. So today I want to talk to you about these weapons that we have, that we have, not that he has, that we have, that will equip us to go to battle because there is a spiritual war that is going on. Do you not know that? Do you know that there is a spiritual war going on? Amen. And I want to give you the tools, amen, or share with you through the word of God 
through the word of God, the tools. We're going to jump right in and we're going to start talking about the tools. And, 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 and leave your Bible open so you know that I'm telling the truth. Uh, uh, so if we look in your Bible, it talks about the belt of truth, the belt of truth. And uh, right now, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a fitness craze. We're still trying to hold on to our uh, beginning of the year that I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to lose all that. And then we're going to do that. So some of us are, some of us, uh, are still uh, battling, praise the Lord. Uh, and that the gyms are packed, right? Um, they're on the treadmills. They're on the elliptical. They're lifting weights. They're doing everything. They are... Uh, People are trying to firm up their muscles and shed pounds and expand their lung capacities. Uh, you see everybody. You got even groups that's at In Shape, Planet Fitness, City Sports, special classes, yoga, Zumba. You in the neighborhood. You outside. You doing stretches and you doing everything. You trying to get it all the way in. Uh, we got a group at our church. They walk the waterfront. Beautiful sisters. They walk the waterfront. They walk the neighborhood. But what happens is what part we most neglect is we need to neglect our core, our core, right? Our core. And the core is your area of your trunk area around your pelvis comprised by the abdominal group in the central leak. And it, it, it holds together your upper torso and your lower torso. Amen. And what happens is we got to get that core together. The core is the belt of truth. Now, when you start talking about the belt of truth, don't think of what it is as a regular belt. Uh, you know people that are in, uh, if, through research, when you look at it, uh, if you're a UPS driver, if you're a driver and you know it's more like the, the belt or the strap or like a girdle of what you would call it of sorts to support your back and your front and your mid area, okay? So when you hear that, that's, that's actually what we're talking about. We're not talking about, because in, in those days they didn't have uh, a leather belt, they had it a cross and a strap. And, and the reason why I'm going in depth is because I want you to understand uh, what it does, what it does, what it does. Uh, it, uh, it helps with your stamina over time. It helps which keep you from resistance to energy. Even when you lift weights, they give you a belt that'll go around that'll help you as you lift weights and everything to sustain your core. So let's talk about core support, core support. What is core support? I'm glad you asked. Uh, while Paul's original word uh, in Ephesians 14 for the belt, it literally is the phrase uh, standing having your uh, girds loined, right? And so in John... Uh, chapter 8, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're talking about the belt of truth. So what happens is it is the standard of biblical truths that we have to keep up. Amen. It is the standard of the truths that we live by that is in the word of God. And that's why we have it and we have it covered us in every area of our lives. Uh, the word says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, King James Version uh, or New King James Version said, if you abide in my word, uh, NIV says, if you hold fast to my teachings, uh, it, uh, New Living Translation says, if you remind the faithful of my teaching, we have to hold fast to those biblical principles and those biblical teachings that we know that are the truth. 
Amen? Amen. So what happens is the belt of truth is absolutely a representation uh, of the starting place. It is the anchor for your body. And what happens is uh, the truth becomes a starting place and then everything else falls into place. And then you can begin to build the rest of the weapons uh, that we're going to have for your armor, your armor, your armor. Uh, so the truth is one of those things. The belt of truth is not something that you ever want to leave home without it. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Wakanda forever. Everybody has a costume or has an outfit that they wear. Amen. Amen. And they keep it on. Do you know that Spider-Man just, uh, an Iron Man, all he had to do is just push something. And what happens is it just materializes. It's, it's on. You have to wear the belt of truth and take on the belt of truth where you never take it off. So once you put it on, it's automatically there. The enemy's calling card is deception. He's trying to fool you. He's trying to trip you up. Latiana, he's trying to do everything that's going to absolutely mess you, mess you up. But child of God, we are no longer tricked or game goofy by Satan's plots. We are no longer tricked or, or by his schemes. No longer will we be tricked by his ploys, by his plans, uh, because of the belt of truth. So once we accept the belt of truth, then we take that God's word and the standards of God's word. Once we do that, then we can go ahead and go forth in truth. So then we begin to pronounce truth. God's word is alive. And every time we open the Bible, we enter into a conversation with a alive God, right? So that's why you need to acquaint yourself with the word of God and the biblical truths and the biblical standards. So what are we going to do? We're going to pronounce truth. We're going to premiere truth. Truth is God's truth is active. God's truth is accent. What do you mean, Dawson? Well, as it is in Vallejo, as it already is in heaven, that's God's truth active. Uh, I'm a walking, talking billboard. It's knee time. It's not me time. It's knee time, right? So uh, we have to premiere the truth. We have to premiere the truth through our, our vision statement or through our purpose statement. We love we heal, we serve, and we build. What do we do? We love, we heal, we serve, we build. That's how you premiere truth, right? We've got to declare truth. John 10 and 10 says the, key come, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give you life and a life more abundantly. Amen? Amen. That's the truth. The truth is in the principles of God's word. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes by me except through, no man comes to the Father except by me. That is the truth. Amen? We've got to walk in truth. We've got to talk in truth. We've got to live in truth. We've got to practice truth by wearing the belt of truth. Lastly, we have to produce truth. The truth is God's word is life-giving. I'll stop and I'll pause parenthetically right there. God's word. Have you ever read God's word or heard God's word and it refreshed you and renewed you? Have you ever been dry 
and read God's word or somebody sent you something that was on Facebook or Instagram on a reel and just that little word refreshed you, revived you, renewed you? Have you ever been stuck like Chuck, stuck in something and next thing you know, somebody gives you a word and that very word becomes rhema. That means it becomes live. Are you hearing me? Amen. We have got to produce the truth and we know the truth is living God's truth by living his word by living his standards amen therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature the old has gone and uh, the new has come and the old has gone and the new is here that's second Corinthians for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans that will give you hope a future that's Jeremiah 29 and 11 the word it does something to you it makes you come alive. That's why we have to produce the truth. Amen? So I dare you to go ahead and take the belt and put it on. The breastplate of righteousness. And, and the heart is arguably the most vital organ of the human body. Right now, as we are sitting here and you are viewing online or wherever you find yourself, uh, your heart is beating through your chest, dispersing blood and other nutrients and supplying them to places where they can be... Uh, turned into raw energy and then the body feels uh, uh, with I'm sorry with the heart continuous pumping and that action the body feels diminishing effects until ultimately it ceases to function altogether so your heart is the seat of life do you agree amen amen so your heart is the source uh, from the issues of the heart right right and so the physical heart is to your physical life and the spiritual heart is to your spiritual life the breastplate of righteousness so once a Roman soldier and the reason why we're talking about soldiers because we're dealing in in Paul's time and Paul this is Paul actually talking and so once a Roman soldier was fitted for his belt uh, then he could be fitted and put upon the breastplate we're talking about the breastplate of righteousness. And it is a metal shield, usually something like bronze, and worn in your midsection from your neck down to your thighs. So it's covering you from your neck to your thighs. So it is covering all your vital organs and your vital parts. Amen? Amen. Particularly your heart. Uh, the breastplate uh, means the difference between life and death. And righteousness means uh justice and the quality of being upright and fulfilling and expectations in a set relationship so we're in relationship with christ amen we absolutely love the lord y'all can say amen amen and in the case as a believer in this relationship we're in relationship with god himself amen Amen. So this aligns with God's expectation that we be imitators of God. Amen. So what we do is because of this breastplate of righteousness, we imitate God. So we walk in love. Do, 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 do you know, uh, quick check, uh, who in here is a disciple? Trick question. It's everybody. Raise your hand. Quick trick question. We're a disciple because we're a follower of Christ. That's the definition of a disciple, a follower of Christ, right? So who in here, press, play, rewind, who in here is a disciple? Amen. Amen. So we are all a follower of Christ, right? So we imitate and emulate the ways of Christ, Christian, right? So what we're doing is we walk like, like Christ. Just as Christ loved you, that's how we love. 
We love unconditionally like Christ. So we don't look at somebody that's pushing a basket or unhoused or whatever else or saying we love them because of the love, the supernatural, infectious love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Have I got a witness? Amen. Amen. So Christ gives himself to us in Ephesians 5 and 12. The old man again is gone and we are no longer a slave to our flesh and the sin to unrighteousness. So you are set free. Uh, righteousness means to obey the commandments and live in the way that honors the Lord. Amen. So that's when we say we saved and sanctified. That means when we're living the standard. All right. So we want to live the standard of Christ. Uh, it, and what happens is sometimes we get to be Howard Holy. That's that's, you know, when you holier than now, when you get to be Howard Holy and whatever else. And then you carry the weight. You got it all. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. But what happens is I was talking about the gym earlier. Uh, come here, Deacon Dawson. Come here, Deacon Dawson. Come here, Tommy. Come here, Tommy, real quick. And so I am, praise the Lord, amen, I got two good-sized good brothers. I am sitting, and I am lifting weights. And here I am at Planet Fitness for $10. Uh, here I am. <laughs> Don't knock it till you tried it. Uh, so here I am at Planet Fitness, and then I've got the weight of the world. But I got this, Right? I got this. And that's the problem. I got this. I got this. So take the eye out of it and give everything that you have unto the Lord. So there's a thing in the gym, and it's called a spotter. I should have got Malachi. Uh, 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 there's a thing in, in the gym that's called a spotter. So what happens is I got these two massive brothers here, uh, Puff Daddy and Buff Daddy. So we got, so here I go, I'm lifting the weight. But what happens is I get to a point where I'm struggling with the weight. But as I struggle, oh, help me, G. And that's what God does. He spots you in the weight so you don't have to carry the enormity of weight. You don't have to carry those problems. You don't have to be mad with your husband and him and her and your daughter and your children and everything else because you have to give that to God. And that's why you have the breastplate of righteousness. It's all about righteousness, right? Thank you. Thank you, spotters. Thank you, spotters. Um, and so you have to guard and protect your heart. Your heart is a serious issue. Right? The heart is the, is the major function of your body. And so peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and, and your mind will be kept on Jesus Christ. The peace I give to you, may my peace I give you, not as of the world gives to you, but let your heart not be troubled, neither let them be afraid in John. And what happens is I'm talking about issues of the heart. So the breastplate is the protector of the heart. So we're talking about weapons. So I want you to do is for the breastplate of righteousness, I want you to put it on. All right. So the shoes of peace, uh, 
I told the story earlier about uh, when I was a kid. Uh, you know, when you're a little kid, uh, my daddy is, is my dad uh, was about six is about six foot two, and I was a little little boy. We were in Louisiana, and I found a picture. I'm at Big Mama's house, and I got my shoes. I'm in his shoes. Well, he's you know like a 12, 13 size shoe, and I'm a little boy. So then there's a picture with me holding on to Big Mama and my daddy, and I'm in these big big shoes. Well, what are you talking about, Dawson? I'm talking about the next weapon is the shoes of peace, right? Because what happens is your father supplies you with the shoes that fit you. Your father supplies you with the shoes that fit you. In all things, the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He wants to get you all the way out of your character and everything. That's what he's trying to do. He is the father of schemes and lies. And I, and I can't say that much. It, it, there is, you know, witches, warlocks, and all that kind of stuff. We say, uh, that's true. Because there's a spiritual realm that is going on, and they are targeting you. And so what happens is the shoes of peace, right? The shoes of peace, he intentionally... And, uh, Satan intentionally stirs up discord and division and disruption with both you and those around you. Will cause you to be in the church and the church be divided right in the middle. Will cause you to have discord with the people in this cubicle over here and I can't stand. Y'all know, y'all know, understand me? And what happens is you're really not upset with that, but, but what happens is when you put on the shoes of peace, you can walk through the office, you can walk through your cubicle, you can walk and God will guide you and take you anywhere. We used to sing a, sing, a song saying, beams of heaven as I go through this wilderness below. Guide my feet in peaceful ways and turn my midnights in today. Amen. If you allow him and you put on the shoes of peace, he will guide your feet. Order my steps in your word, dear, lead and guide me every send your anointing father I pray ask him to order your steps and direct you so when you start to go left you be like er, you know what I mean God will take you and guide you and direct you and lead you he's trying to cripple you he's trying to hinder you he's trying to block you but he's God is trying to mature you through all of this may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always and every way and the Lord be with you with you all that's second Thessalonians 3 and 6 our peace our shoes cause us to go the great commission what does it do it causes us to go the great commandment all those things that we're supposed to do that's the reason Ebony why we at church the great commission it tells us to go go is movement God demands that we move forward if you're walking with him everything we do as Christian is forward march amen Amen. Move forward and pronounce peace, announce peace and the good news and victory. Everywhere you go, pronounce peace and announce peace and then let them know that victory. My, I just moved. My new address is victory. Everywhere that you go, right, you don't have to I move from my old house. I move from my old friends. I move from my old way of life. You have to move and you have to go. Powerful enough to tear down and demolish and take back so they can go into territories of life that may currently be under the enemy's influence and take it back. 
it gives you the strength to go into the crack house. It gives you strength to go into your ex's house, into volatile situations. It gives you experience to go into an HR meeting because then you are prepared. You are prepared. You are prepared by peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you realize that your God reigns. And then you are the publisher of peace. You are the messenger of peace. And you are the messenger on the earth of his good news. Right? You are the messenger of his good news. Amen? Your feet made you ready to go and the gospel calls and commands you to go. The Great Commission, the Great Commission uh, in Matthew, it, it says, then Jesus tells them to, and then said to, and all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Me? Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I may, that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. So even as you go in peace, he's with you. So wherever you go, the moves you're trying to make, he's with you and he's giving you peace. Whatever you're trying to think about and you haven't even articulated but it's in your heart, he's trying to go with you and take you wherever you go if you let him. Amen? That's the shoes of peace, the shield of faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which we will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith, right? Not the, not the small little round wooden shield. The big, big shield. Um, there of faith. The fiery darts of the wicked one. Uh, Nellie, they have sometimes Satan will go and aim right at you. Right? Sometimes you can be right under attack. Am I the only one? Has anybody ever felt like they are literally under attack of the enemy? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the only one? It's six of y'all? All right. So what happens is, what happens is the fiery darts come to you and come at you. The fire darts come to you from the enemy because they're trying to stop you. Now, not only will the darts come at you, but they're fiery. Why are they fiery? They dipped in oil because they're going to shoot you and then I'm trying to hit you. But then what happens is it hits you and it's fiery, Mother Rayford, and then it's going to burn you. And then what happens is now you're burning right? The fiery darts of Satan. So Satan, his imps have fired at her. And now what happens? Now that's a distraction. So now you have to deal with distractions, right? The fiery darts are not really so much to kill you, but it's to get you to separate from that and the distractions, right? So what happens is uh, Proverbs says this, every word of God is pure and he is the shield to those who will put their trust in him. The shield is for protection, the shield of faith. And the primary reason to impact a shield is perceived association with government or law enforcement agencies when you see them show their shield or their badge. But it signifies protection. God is a keeper. God is a protector. God will take care of you. God will dispatch angels to be all around you. Your shield pushes back the power of darkness. 
But you got to put it on. You got to put it on. It gives you full coverage as a Christian, just like you have full coverage on your car. <laughs> now, what happens when you have liability and you get in an accident? But what happens when you have full coverage and you're in an accident? You're fully covered, right? Right? So what happens is it has to, it, it gives you strength to your faith. It gives you strength to your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's when we don't see the outcome, but we believe that it's going to be it because we stand on the word of faith. God, I read in your words, you promised that you would never leave me or forsake me. You promised in your word that you would never see the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. You promised me. And because you promised me, amen, all you got to do is use your shield of, of faith. Shield of faith. While faith sometimes causes risk because faith also incorporates wisdom. An example of the, of the turtle formation. I, I, I was talking about this earlier. What happens is if I have a group of people and we're together, let's use, let's use the sanctuary choir. So if I've got Maria Thomas here, I've got Gloria here, I, I've got Sister Porter here, and I've got uh, another choir member, uh, Tommy here, amen, and i got Brother Ron in the back. If I have that and you have the shield of faith, what happens is when I shoot the fiery darts or when the fiery darts are shot, we as a community are blocking it and covering in every area because we as Christians and the household of faith, we should look out and have each other's back, front, side, top, everything, and cover each other in Jesus' name. And that's why you have to have the armor, and that's why you have to have the shield of faith, and that's why you got to put it on. Amen. Amen. So the shield of faith not only deflects the arrows, but it also extinguishes them. Good faith is rooted in a good God. That was real good. I'm going to play that back again. Good faith is rooted in a good God. And God has given us weapons and spiritual authority over Satan. So your faith, the attack, hallelujah, your, your, your faith, don't worry about it because you have your shield. The attack on your body, shield it off. Pray about it. The attack in your relationship, you got your shield. Amen. The attack in your finances, here it goes. The, the, the landmines, the booby traps, the pitfalls, here it goes because I have my shield. Amen. So whatever you do is go ahead and get your shield of faith and allow your faith to grow, allow your faith to provide you everything that you need. The helmet of salvation, I'm almost through. The sal helmet of salvation. This is so important because you have to put it on. The salvation experience is also often reduced to something that is not only a person's eternal destiny, heaven or hell, right? And to be clear, the fact is the effects of the outcome of eternity gives us an incredible hope. In fact, the part of that means is that we wear the helmet of salvation and live every day of life uh, of eternity in the promise of the future that we will have. Doing so without doubt uh, change the way that we live in the present. The helmet is a protection. I was saying about I got a brand new bike. I went out on the street. And as I went out on the street because I got a brand new bike, it was red and I was barely had my clothes on, went, put my new clothes on, and went outside at Christmas. The bike was red, brand new. I went, rode it a couple times, and before I realized it, bloop, fell straight over the 
just bam, just all over in the street. And what happened is later in life, when I was a kid, we didn't have helmets. They didn't, they didn't specify, but now we do have helmets. So what about the helmet of salvation? It protects your head. It protects your mind. It protects your spirit because Satan is trying to get to your thoughts. He's trying to capture your mind. He's trying to derail you and make you lose your mind and that your mind, but, but that's why we bind our mind to the mind of Christ so that we think like Christ, so that we move like Christ. And the helmet of salvation keeps us uh, and our mind. I will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on. That's it. For by grace have we been saved and through faith that we, that we not yourselves, that it is the gift of God's. And that's Ephesians, yes, Ephesians 2. So having a helmet is a confidence builder. You feel real secure when you're on your motorcycle, when you're on your bike or anything. Uh, I work at Jesse Bethel High School, and there's a huge hill. And I watch these young cats. They are riding all the way down this huge hill. Hill, I'm talking about Ascot, I'm talking about Redwood, every hill, Oakwood, every hill going down Jesse Bethel, Ford, which is the word of God, right? Let the word do the work, right? The word, it refreshes you. Uh, yeah, so what I want you to do is put it on. The word revives you. So what I want you to do is put it on. The word renews you. So what I want you to do is put it on. The word restores you. So what I want you to do is put it on. The word encourages you. So he's been too good. He's been too kind. So what I need you to do is put it on. Ah, he's been better than I could ever be to myself. So go ahead and put it on. Ah, the word, it disarms and embarrasses. Put it on. Satan, you try to do everything and make us and got us out here looking crazy, but the word of the Lord is every time that we speak and teach the word of the Lord, you are disarmed and embarrassed. You are overruled. You are overmastered. You are rendered powerless, and all of his work is destroyed. We put Satan up here not knowing that God is everywhere. He has not little power. He has all power, and all you got to do is put it on. The word of the Lord simply says, listen, listen, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed ever, 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 ever have begged bread, right? He watches the little bitty sparrow. That's you. So listen, now we know that we've got the whole armor. We talked about the whole armor, and now the armor of God is on us. And now we are protected daily, right? And so now... Uh, the thing that seals and activates all those things and causes uh, 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 everything to activate is simply, if you go to the word, it says, it's prayer. It's prayer. Verse 18, praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end and perseverance and supplication to all the saints right? Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we share our faith through our actions, yet through our deeds and through our random acts of kindness, right? But we share our faith through our words. And we also share our faith through the words of God. And just like the soldiers are given tools that we use 
We have those tools. We have the belt. We have the breastplate. We have the shoes. We have the shield. We have the helmet. And we have the sword. So prayer is the absolute best tool that we can have. And just as a soldier has his equipment, we have to preach the word. We have to preach boldly. We have to preach the gospel. And we have to preach whenever. We have to preach all the time. But we have to preach the whole Bible. Amen. And there is no greater power available than prayer and that the power of prayer. So we need God's power in every circumstance and every situation. I can't live. I can't move. I can't breathe without prayer. Amen. Somebody told me years ago, before you even pick up your phone, before you talk to any man, you talk to the man. So before you get in your phone, before you start looking for everything else or whatever else, I, you can't talk to nobody. Let me talk to him. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear even your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Prayer is what connects us to the power of God. Prayer is what connects us to the power of God. Prayer is what connects us to the power of God. And he will take even our, our imperfect prayer and submit them to a perfect God and then make our prayer, and he will deliver them as perfect prayers before a perfect God. Prayer is the key, and faith unlocks the door. Amen? Do you need your door unlocked? Get on your knees and pray. Do you need your door unlocked? Do you have a problem that you just can't solve? Prayer is the key and prayer is the answer. Amen. And prayer activates everything. All you got to do is call wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father, the holy one, the lamb of God, the author and finisher of our faith, the advocate, the way, the truth, and the life. The son of God, the bishop of our souls, the chief cornerstone. All you got to do is pray. Pray to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. All you got to do is pray. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your problems. He'll hear even your faintest cry. And he'll answer by and by. Hallelujah. He is the governor. He is the alpha and omega. All you got to do is called his name. So before we leave, what's his name? What's his name? And all you got to do is when you get in sickness and in trouble, when you're in a 911 situation, all you got to do is put it on. All you got to do is put it on. Hallelujah. Put it on. Put it on. I'm lost without God's guidance. I'm lost without his presence. He's my GPS. He guides me. He directs me. He keeps me. He sustains me. And I need his power. I got to put it on. This world will have you messed all the way up. Put it on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. So today, somebody here may need some prayer. And uh, because of COVID, we're going to just ask you to stand. But if you just 
need prayer, if you just need a refreshing, if you just need the, your armor, if you've got a situation, if you've got a situation that's going on in your life, go ahead and stand. And, and if you want to, you can stand for somebody else that you know is going through. Amen. 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 Stand in proxy. You might, you might be the one that needs your armor tuned up. You might be the one that needs your armor on. You might be the one leaving home without your armor. But it's so important, it's so important that you put that armor on and that we be the church, that we represent who he is, that we keep his standards, right? That as we go, that the shoes of peace take us and lead us in peaceful ways. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.